0: and welcome to the Trash Tapes Podcast as part of the Enigmatic Productions Network. If you love bad cinema and incredible deep dives into cult film, then you have come to the right place. So if you like what you hear and want to support us, you can do so by donating some funds to our Buy Me A Coffee website, along with the ACAR supporter feature. All of these can be found in the description below. And now, on with the show... you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host god it's warm today it is warm it's not even fun warm it's like (laughs) it's humid isn't it yeah it's like everything sticks. I'm slowly, I'm wearing mm. a stick to the flipping sofa. It's
3: leather as always
0: does not help. Oh, it's gross. Can't handle it. If so, if so any <laughs> listeners out there, if any you, so so you hear like a... I'm wearing shorts sh- as well, so
3: my legs will just stick
0: to the... Oh, uh- God, you, you, it's good. It, it's, it's basically... Let's just change the podcast today to Velcro. It's not the trash tapes. It's just Velcro. It's, would you want to hear ninety minutes of the sound of Velcro?
3: <laughs> we might reach a different audience. <laughs> Something completely different. Yeah. Uh, All those fetish people that like strange s- noises. Oh, good grief! It's, oh, I'll be, we'll be huge at the latex bars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Okay. Let's uh, let's kick this off in a less kinky manner.
2: Boys?
1: Boys? Stop watching that trash! One man's trash is another man's torture. Starring Johan Chapal as the Inflictor of Pain and Edward Harvey as the Victim. Enigmatic
2: comes the trash
0: tapes. Greetings everyone and welcome to now the sixth episode of the Trash Tapes and One Mash Trash is another man's torture, and we are now back in this rather humid day. While what while thinking of something a bit summary to watch and everything else? And I think we picked the right movie for it, because everyone's bouncing and prancing around the fields. So, in case you're wondering, my name is Johansson Ball, I'm the Inflictor of Pain, and I have basically invaded Edward Harvey's house. So, how are you?
3: Hey, I'm good, thank you. Hey, hi, hello, everyone. Hello.
0: hi hello. Hello. Greetings. You sound like one of those guys who are really drunk trying not to be
3: drunk. At that moment, it's like, I've had one cider, and that's, I think the heat has just done it for me. It's already, we're done now. We, we're already drunk, we're starting to slur our words. Ah, uh, but yeah, it's, um, but yeah, just to
0: clear things up at the minute, like, in terms of the podcast now, we're now on six episodes. Mm. We're like halfway through the year now. Yeah. That's quite a... Quite an achievement, I think. We're yeah, getting there. Cause
3: we're, yeah, because we're doing monthly ones, aren't we? Which is yeah. it's great because I mean I know some people do uh, more episodes than month monthly, but yeah. we like to kind of build up steam and like kind of have time to promote the episodes and stuff like yeah. that. Otherwise, you just kind of they're like they're, they're there and they're gone, aren't they? You know, it's like yeah, pretty on, much on, on you know episode on podcast where they, they're too frequent. Mm. you you're, you've put one out, and then you're trying to promote the next one. We would didn't want that. We want space to. Plus, at the
0: same time, we need space because some of the movies we watch. I think we need some recovery time. Yeah. Like a month's actually good enough. Yeah. Like we just had Street Fights, the last episode we had with Street Fighter, and that was actually a ball like to, to edit, to listen to, to watch, to have anything involved
3: with. I'm still mentally scarred.
0: <sighs> just uh, you see, you, do, do you sometimes blink, close your eyes, and see Jean Claude Van Damme doing a roundhouse kick? Because yeah. I'm, I'm getting one of those. <laughs> Oiled up. Uh, yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you something, bison. No, I'm not bison. Leave me alone. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. Well, so we moved on to some. So we decided, by this point, to move on to something a bit more pleasant. since The last one was a bit of a was a bit of a slog, and that one is the the remake, the infamous remake of the Wicker Man.
1: Afternoon. Sorry about that.
0: It's okay.
1: I'll get it.
2: Give me your hand. Edward, I know that we haven't spoken in a few years. I need your help. I need your help. I have a daughter. Her name is Rowan. She has been missing for two weeks now. I fear she is in danger, so now I turn to you. Be careful and believe nothing that you see or hear.
1: Lost your bearings? Oh, hey. Sorry, snuck up on me there. This is private property. Do you know her? Hmm. I don't recognize this child welcome my little girl is still here she has been taken by who i don't know i'll find her if she existed we would know of her
3: you suspect foul play hey! the wicker man returns
1: who's the wicker man <laughs> i'm gonna search every inch of this town She'll burn to death. She burned to death. I need your help. Daddy.
0: The main reason why we picked this is because I think, and and this is generally a thing, I've been wanting to do a Nicolas Cage movie for a long
3: time. There's so many that qualify for the trash
0: yeah. tapes. Yeah, there's a lot of them because oddly enough, you were saying before, like, we were saying, like, uh, because I mean, Cage's career spans, mm. like, a, a literal spectrum of between good and terrible. Yeah. Like, he is. There are movies that are just the
3: worst and some movies which
0: are mind blowing.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's become. Very much a caricature of the internet now, yeah. and a lot of people remember the, the outrageous roles, but they forget that he's actually a good actor. Yeah, and there are some films where he's delivered fantastic performances. Mm. And, and it's like, you can't forget that. He is a good actor, but at the same time, he will just go off on a tangent sometimes. It? It's like
0: Basically, Nicholas Cage is one of these guys. I think there's two things with him, right? One, I think he's now very self-aware of what he is. Mm. So he will... When you get full Nicolas Cage, you get full Nicolas Cage. You, he's basically a Super Saiyan Cage, right? If, but I think the ones where he does really well is when he's got a really good director. Mm. I think when he's finally, like, whipped down a bit... Yeah. ..and put down a peg, and he's directed well... Yeah. ..that's where, it's gone. That's where it goes well with this. I think you're right, actually. I uh, think I think it... the good ones are the good directors.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because uh, if you just let Nicolas Cage loose, he's just going to go a bit crazy. He'll just start shouting things and buying people's heads off. It's like,
0: uh, or, uh, what's the one? It's like, say, I'm just going to stand. I say, I'm just not going to stand here while I'm saying passing Pissing blood! It's like, whoa! Whoa! Whoa, dude! Where did that happen?
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I think that might have popped the microphone. But <laughs> Some of the uh, some of the more subtle roles where he's not the... the... The protagonist, a uh, uh, good... Like, I really liked him in, like, Kick-Ass.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. with Kick-Ass, it's like, that's a weird one. That's a combo of both. Mm. That's Nicolas Cage going a little bit on a tangent. Mm. Because uh, was was the bit where it's like, say... That is like... Was it like a... That kick! decrypted a yeah. That bit!
3: But then the emotional scenes between his daughter... Were really good. ...really played fantastically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think... I think when
0: Nicolas Cage has got a good director behind him... Mm. He can be a really good actor... When you just hire Nicolas Cage to be Nicolas Cage, you're going to get full Nicolas Cage, and this is where this movie kind of falls in, I think.
3: What do you think Nicolas Cage thinks about some of the movies and the performances he's done? Do you think he takes it, like, with a pinch of salt and he kind of, like... A bit like he could take the mickey out of himself, like like a Jean-Claude Van Damme I think type.
0: I think Nicolas Cage knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think he knows he's been in some epically crazy stuff. Mm. So he embraces 100%. Hence why, even like when movies are garbage, he's the best thing in it. Or yeah. the worst thing in it, depending on what you think of Nicolas Cage. Because mm. he just goes he full whole. There's no filter on Nicolas Cage. No. So.
3: I think the reason why he is like that is he's not a classically trained actor, he's mm. self taught. So yeah. He he can be, he can be great, this or he can be so like much. he can be great, or he can be really bad sometimes. And there's no like, there's no middle ground he, with no. him. No, he can't be. Actually,
0: actually, to be honest, I think the last thing Nicolas Cage can ever do is be subtle. Why don't you just get her dad to help you?
2: Because the
0: only person I trust is you. If you can, the only person you can trust is Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. That's a bit low on the steep end, isn't it? Not, you need more. You need better friends.
3: <laughs> hey, I'd put my life in Nicolas Cage's hands. Would chance. you really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicolas Cage is the last person I trust.
0: <laughs> let's get a little bit. Of, let's get a little bit of news on what this, or what this movie is and what this movie is about. As you, so let's actually move on very quickly. The fact that this is a remake, first of all. Mm. Now, so right, we are fans of the original Wicker Man, right? But uh, when's the last time you saw the Wicker Man, the original?
3: Uh, uh, so long ago that I can't really remember it. I was dead young when I saw it. Yeah, did you? Yeah, so it's it's one of those movies where I can only remember little bits of it, and mm. uh, so it, I can't really can't really uh, remember it at all, really. So I think with me though, I I liked I remember I saw I saw it again fairly recently, yeah. like a couple of years
0: ago, right, and. The re- the, that movie is really underrated. Like, mm. people know of it, but sit down and watch it, and you realise it is this bizarre, quirky, creepy... Almost musical-like. I remember there's like five or six musical numbers where people just start singing and you have the chanting mm. and all that stuff and the build-up and the themes on Christianity and belief and mm. virginity because it's all about fertility in the first one, right? It's all about that and everything else. And it's done really, really well. It still holds up mm. in that right level of creepy. And, yeah, it doesn't really do very well with Wiccans. <laughs> You're not going to sit there with any Wiccans or Pagans and going like, that is 100% accurate, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course we have a giant Burning Man statue that we, that we do once a year. But, um,
3: but you have to have a bit of artistic licence with these things, don't you? It's like I, yeah. you sometimes have to cater for people who aren't directly involved in that kind of uh, belief because it's like, for example, uh, Black Swan. Yeah. Apparently the, the ballet in, mm. in, isn't very realistic and if a ballerina watches that movie, they're thinking, they're not even that good. <laughs> yeah right. but here's a funny thing though what I find
0: great is like yeah ballerinas like that's that's like a that's like a skill that's a specialism yeah. like pagan like pagan druids I'm not gonna be <laughs> sitting down watching the thewickmak going ah, that's that doesn't represent me entirely <laughs> like hundred <laughs> percent so this is the remake so there's something before we before we even get into the film I want to kind of ask what's your
3: take on remakes um generally I don't think it's a good idea mm-hmm. but sometimes I will go. I'll. I like to be proved wrong. So yeah. sometimes I'll watch a movie anyway because I like the original. I'm thinking, come on, prove me wrong. And I'll, I'll, and, and I, if you if you if I do like it, fair enough. Then I'll, I'll just accept that. And I, I'm not stubborn as in saying no. I hate all remakes, and none of them should mm. be should be ever done. Uh, there is a time where I can be proven wrong, and I can kind of think it's not like I'll ever. You think it surpasses the original, yeah? But they've done something creative with it, and mm. it's been good on her. so on occasions, like Evil Dead, for example. Yeah, the Evil Dead remake was yeah. actually really good,
0: mm. and yeah, it's a different beast to mm. the original Evil Dead. But the the first Evil Dead was a schlocky sort of attempt at a horror movie that be- became slightly unintentionally funny. Mm. So when they try to remake it now this way and they changed a few things around and they made it creepier, it's actually really good. Um, mm. another one I think we've got to say is Maniac.
3: Yeah, Maniac's very good because the original was kind of like—I mean, I, I've not seen it, but I've, I'm aware of it—and it's—it's kind of just a general slasher, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But what this guy's done, uh, what what the remake did, was turn everything into a POV shot, mm. and that in itself was like. Oh, now you got me interested. Like that shot where the where where he literally scalps a girl, and you're stuck in that view of her. Oh, ah, ah. it's
3: um, horrible. Really scary movie.
0: Um, but there's not just horror ones as well. Like you know, the Magnificent Seven is a remake of Seven Samurai. Mm. So that is one of the most famous westerns ever, and Seven Samurai is a fantastic samurai movie, and yet that translated well. So remakes can be done well. Mm. But you have to know what to tweak, what to make new, and what to keep the same. It's a very interesting balancing act. Yeah. Um, like, like what we were talking about before, like last time with video game movies, how you need to, you really need a nice balance of both. You need something a little bit different, but enough like the video game. In this case, you need a nice balance of both. You really need to do something different. Mm. So. Uh, you need something different and therefore make yourself stand out. That's why the Psycho remake's a complete waste of time. <laughs> yeah. It's shot for shot. And there's only one thing... It's like only two things they've added into it, which is like, oh, bloody hell, was it Vince Vaughn?
3: Vince- yeah, the thing is, is <laughs> that the, the actors aren't charismatic enough for those roles, in my opinion. Not, yeah. no, nothing against them. It's just, that it's just badly cast as well. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't say those actors are bad... I'm just saying that they don't work for those roles exactly, like. and it's just back it's like, and
0: also shop for shop. Yeah, it's a waste of time as well. Like there's another one. Where it's, where it's like uh, funny games. Funny games. What? Uh, what? I hate the movie in the first place. I hate the movie in the first place. But then. The director, who he shot originally in Danish, I think it is. I can't remember the name of the director, and I don't like him anyway, so I'm not going to remember it for this. But he says...
3: Um, not worth my
0: time. Not worth my time. Now I sound like the pompous prat. But he was being really pompous by saying, like, uh, this movie is not, didn't really get to my audience. He's like, who's your audience? Americans, because Americans love violence. So he. So later on in his career, that same director did a shot-for-shot remake of that movie... In English, <laughs> and so I sat there thinking it didn't work the first time. Why do it again in another language?
3: Yeah, oh, bollocks. Just so back. To, so remakes can work. It's interesting though that when I think of it, it is only horror ones I can think of. I mean, I know I like horror as a main mm. sort of genre I like, but um, I like I can think of. I quite like The Grudge. Yeah, like that's Ra- all right. Sam Raimi's Grudge.
0: Yeah, yeah, Because the, yeah, the one he did, because he he produced that, didn't he? I think it was. Did no, you think? He directed that. Did he? Yeah, you know he know directed that one. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll look that
3: up. Um, With uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar,
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> not bad, in it. So yeah, he did that. Um, there's a few movies that can be remade and done well, mm. but I think you need to know what was good about the original ones in the first place. Yeah. And keep that essence going, which is when we get to the Wicker Man remake. Now, the Wicker Man remake does a very different thing, and it's good they try to do a different thing, mm. but it fell flat. So let's go. Let, let's just have a quick chat about this. So, the Wicker Man is a 2006 horror f- remake of the original Wicker Man movie, uh, which was from, which was from 1973. It stars Nicolas Cage, produced by Nicolas Cage. And, and directed by Neil LeBute. Nicholas Cage. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I wish. Oh, how can he direct himself? Nicolas Cage can't direct traffic. How can he direct himself? Um. So you got the director called Neil Butte. Now, Neil Lebut, Uh, he did like in the company, in the company of men. Uh, He did a few other movies like that, but he's not really a well-known director. In fact, he's one of those directors, I think, has been dropped down a peg. Quite mm. often in his career, he also did like Lakeview Terrace, another movie I hate, uh, but um, he's not really well known for it. Okay, the eri-
3: so, so he's in he's in the 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 circle of like Hollywood film like directors, like but he's not up there. He's know? not
0: he's around. Yeah, he's not <laughs> up there. He's never made a real breakout hit, mm. and no one really cares, <laughs> right? Um, so, like we said, it's a remake of the nineteen seventy three film, but it's also drawn more oddly enough from the source material. Which was a book, uh, David Pinner's 1967 novel called Ritual. Yeah. So, this, so LeBute looked at the remake, looked at the original movie and said, I like it, but I want to look at the source material. Now, that's a good choice. Interesting. You know, mm. let's go for the source material. Let's not do entirely from the movie. But then clearly he decided to just swap it around anyway and do some major changes to it. Okay? <laughs> so, the film. The film, as we, most people already know, has now become a little bit infamous, mm. primarily on the internet, as for a while, Nicolas Cage was literally the meme, yeah. the only meme on the internet, right? <laughs> and the film, and the reason why is the film received hostile reviews from film critics at the hostile. time of the It literally says hostile. Critics point- pointed the film as an unintentional comedy, which we figured out it is. Yeah, uh, weak acting, poor screenwriting, and the film was a financial flop, which grossed over only grossed over thirty eight million dollars against forty million production budget. So he never made it; didn't even make his money back at all. Since its original release, it has developed a cult following, which we have now obviously figured out, especially from all the memes. Okay, um, and here's a random thing, and I want you to figure this out. Did you not notice it right at the very very end? Okay, the movie was dedicated to someone.
3: Didn't see. He didn't see? No.
0: Do you know who was dedicated to? No. Johnny Ramone. No, no, I wish. He's dedicated to himself. The movie was dedicated to Johnny Ramone from the Ramones. Okay. For no reason, because he died in 2004, right? And Nicolas Cage just wanted to, de- to dedicate
3: that movie to his friend, Johnny Ramone. That's odd. I know. What does the yeah. Ramones have hey, to do with it? Uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe he liked the, the Wicker Man, like the original. Oh, movie. but then he would have hated this. Yeah. <laughs> he would have just like like. And it's like Nicholas Cage. I'm doing it for my friend. I'm making Wicker Man. I'm doing it.
0: It's like saying, look, Johnny. Johnny Ramone died. Loved the Wicker Man so much. So I'm gonna ruin it. So I'm just, I'm just gonna make it. Gonna make it the way he would have wanted it. It's like really. You never know, because you know, I don't know Johnny Romo. Maybe he had a completely different intention to
3: it, but that would be funny. Um, no, maybe you're right. They'd had, like, some kind of uh, chat at some point, and he'd gone, yeah, I love Wicked Man. And he goes... Yeah. Nick, Nick Cage says, like, yeah, I love that film. One day I'm going to m- remake it. Yeah. And then... So maybe because of that conversation, he's like dedicated that movie yeah. to him. I don't know. That's just one <laughs> the thing explanation. Nicolas,
0: the thing with Nicholas Cage is when he's given a role, he's dedicated to it one hundred percent, even if it doesn't suit him doesn't suit him at all. Yeah. Uh, like, do you remember the whole story about the Tim Burton Superman movie? Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Cage was going to play Superman, <laughs> which sounds incredible. I would I would have killed to see that. Yeah. But you know. It's like he was dedicated to it 100%. He was full-blown. So he's a passionate guy. Maybe that's the case, right? But here's the thing. Universal Pictures have been planning a remake of this movie since the 90s. So if they have been doing this for a while. They've been thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. The British film was licensed by uh, by the li- by the licensing library Canal Plus. So it's basically, you know, that whole chapter. So it's fun about that. Yeah. Okay. So it took a little while to get there. It took a little while to get there because they just couldn't find the right way to do it. Mm. There are a couple of people who were on board for it, right? And there were a couple of people who were more interested in it. Like, for example, Nicholas Cage wasn't the first choice. Right. Liam Neeson was the first choice. <laughs> that would have been similar. I, mean. <laughs> I, think, I think it would have been more brooding. It was more like, how to get burned. How did it get burned? How did it get burned? <laughs> Look at me. Okay, I've got a particular set of skills. <laughs> All you little girls, I've got a particular set of skills and I'm going to find my daughter. Oh, my God, it would have only totally been taken!
3: Yeah, it would have just been, like, a Wiccan taken. <laughs> Everyone, pay attention. Send us to Liam Neeson. Say, like, taken
0: four should be the, a Wiccan man... <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. I'm going to get my daughter. I need to save. I need to save her before she gets sacrificed.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. That would have been the movie. Okay. So he was the first choice. Liam Neeson was the first choice. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Winona Ryder was also supposed to be in the movie as well as the wife. Alright. So, there are quite a few people who were supposed to be big up for it. But then it got rewritten a few times, so it kind of big clashes originally. Um, Robin, Robin Hardy, who was the original director of The Wicker Man, mm. was at the same time, with Christopher Lee, preparing for a semi-remake of that movie. Right. Which was originally called The the Riding on the Ladle, right? Mm. Okay? So, and it was going to start Vanessa Revgrave, and it's going to start quite a few people with Lord of the Rings. It was going to be a big thing. Alright? Um... That it was gonna be sort of this sort of pseudo remake, but then it kinda of got changed a bit, and then it sort of became many changes afterwards, because a lot of things fell through, and that became the Wicker Tree, which is technically a sequel now. Yeah. So that what I've heard. I've heard the Wicker Tree, I haven't seen it. I'm not that interested, right? That means the movie kinda was still floating around in the air. So um Le stepped forward, changed changed it from being in Scotland to being contemporary America. So he's already starring on the changes, mate. And the remake event the remake rights eventually moved to universe from Universal to Millennium Films and that's where they will finally say, fuck it, let's just move this forward. So yeah. it was a lot of hooping and hopping about
3: yeah. till
0: it finally got to this remake. Did it have
3: like multiple screenwriters?
0: Um, it's been changed throughout the years. Mm. Like, it's definitely been changed throughout the years. Um, in terms of screenwriters, um, it doesn't seem to be that much of a difference, but it has been. You know, you know how screenwriters are like. It, when a script is written one way, it's passed along. Then they get the credit, or they get the sub credit, and then they pass along. And some people don't hate it so much. You know, what do you want the credit? They just want the money. Yeah, and
3: it, the end result is a bit of a Frankenstein, isn't it? Uh, Robin Hardy, the writer and the director of the original
0: film, and Christopher Lee as well, who played. Uh, who played Mr. Summer Isle, mm. uh, in the original movie. Both were critical of the remake, so they already knew. Hardy had his name removed from the film's credit because he didn't want anything associated with it.
3: <laughs> Not a surprise.
0: <laughs> I feel that they kind of knew that what they yeah. had was a mess. Mm. And as we talk about the plot, <laughs> and little bits as we go along, we'll go to there. Honey.
3: There he is That jacket. God Rockstar leather leather cop jacket. I know <laughs> He's pulling it off.
0: Everything's okay. It's everything's okay for now. We haven't reached there yet. Yeah. Just grab, just grab that doll. <laughs> Does the music seem a little extra over dramatic? Like, I'm just returning
3: a doll. It's like generic Hollywood music.
0: Yeah. It's like it's like we need we need some tension in the scene. Just go for tension track number five. Whoa! Okay. Car <laughs> just exploded with a kid in it. <laughs> oh my god. Call Nicholas Cage, use your Nicolas Cage powers! <laughs> Whoa. Go on, use your might <laughs> <laughs> Told you Nicholas Cage has superpowers, clearly. <laughs> no! The kid was.
3: Surprisingly relaxed it's in like, a burning car. It's not even remotely warm. Then
0: the title appears. Mm. Let's know how the movie starts. Um, so the Wickman. So, so the wick, wick, in a weird way, it starts off completely in contemporary America, which I get if you're doing a remake, maybe you want to do something different. But it's mm. a bit odd to set in like in what seems to be the Arizona desert or something yeah. like that. Or wherever the fuck it is, it actually say where they are.
3: No, like a, just a, a couple of cops in a diner, cu- and a rock and roll leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Nicholas Cage in a leather jacket like that
0: looked badass, right? And he's uh, and so he's doing this thing, with him, whatever it is, and then he's doing a round, like he's just driving around, dropping you know, like dropping tickets and stuff and everything mm-hmm. else. Like he's one of those cops, right? And suddenly a doll drops
3: from one of the cars, and he does this really cool, like badass sweeping move. That when I was thinking about that, that that'd be very hard to do with that toppling off your bike because he, he's going quite low there. Yeah, like he's got like, <laughs> and he's not really like adjusting. He's not sort of adjusting the bike in any way. He's just literally going to pull the bike over, surely. Yeah, yeah. So he, instead of toppling over, he grabs this
0: doll off the road and tries to catch up with the um, and tries to catch up with the car. Mm. When this happens, it's like, there seems to be some kind of conversation with this woman and this girl in the backseat of the car. Yeah. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, a truck hits the car. Like, pew! Like, where did it come from? There was no sign of this truck. At all!
3: Yeah.
0: And it hits the car, the car tumbles down a little bit and explodes. And the funny thing is you see Nicholas Cage just trying to break into... <laughs> I love it! He's trying to break into the car to save the girl. Yeah. Like, by elbow-dropping the fucking window. <laughs> it's like Street Fighter when you have to smash... <laughs> yeah, you see that? You see, that's our Street Fighter thing we missed from last time. <laughs> it's Nicholas Cage just kicking a car in. Fucking great. Just fucking great. And finally he tries to get in, He's like he's trying to get into the thing, he's almost there, he's almost there. And then for some reason the girl just stands up like no effect. Like it's a bit warm. Yeah. So it's, like, it's, it's it's like it's, it's like it's not screaming or going, oh no, I'm in a car. It's like, it's a bit warm in it.
3: Yeah, she's completely
0: emotionless, really. It's a void. And then suddenly as he puts his arm in and goes like, give him a hand, give me a hand, car explodes. Mm. And then that's when the tile hits. So all that happens before the title. Right. <laughs> So then we get to all this bit with Nicolas Cage sort of recovering and he's like, oh, it's been tragic. It's it's been traumatic. That girl and the car and the explosion. I'm still getting haunted dreams of a truck. I'm a cop that's seen some shit. (laughs) (laughs) And this shit's a truck. (laughs) So in between all this, throughout the whole movie, Mm. he's getting flashbacks of this sequence. Yeah. But the main flashback that happens a lot
3: is that it's just a truck just drives past the screen in a really shitty CGI way. Yeah, and it's, it's it's like running over the girl, isn't it? But yeah. it, what's meant to be haunting is hilarious for some reason. <laughs>
0: it's so stupid. It's like it's like. Do you remember? Do you remember? Um, what was it Final Destination? Mm. Do you know the randomly stupid shit where the
3: girl just walks in the middle of the road
0: and a fucking bus hits
3: her? Yeah, I mean that. That's another movie where. It's supposed to be scary. Yeah. But the, the, the kills and the, the, the elaborate deaths in that end up being like a punchline. They're funny. Yeah, that's
0: the thing. Is like, yeah, because yeah, that bit is like, you laugh,
3: because, like, where the fuck is this?
0: What was what, the driver doing in the first place? But, and this is the thing. He's being haunted, not by the girl primarily. He gets haunted by the girl later. But at the beginning, he's being haunted by a
3: truck. <laughs> There's a bit on the boat. And not in a cool way like like Steven Spielberg's Jewel or something. Yeah, you know, it's, like, not like dual, it's not like or...
0: Jewel. it's not even like maximum overdrive. Yeah. Okay? It's literally just a truck going past the screen and running over a girl. Mm. It's like but like there's a bit on the boat where the girl, like a girl in a red jumper high on a boat. And then fucking a truck just goes on the boat. And you're like, okay. Haunted by trucks, are we? That truck was traumatic, was it?
3: Yeah. Uh, so
0: they've used the really cheap font. You know, the one they usually see? Like It's almost like papyrus. Yeah. <laughs> do, you remember? do you remember that one? It's like, we spent all the money on this, and so we're going to use the font papyrus. Is that OK? Well, at least it's not Comic Sans. We're good.
3: Come, and no one likes Comic Sans. Has anyone ever used it? I, do you remember that... Like it was a while ago. Like
0: there was this kids thing. It was, like teaching you how to write and type, and it was always in Comic Sans. Ah, uh, he had this weird purple guy with a massive nose. Yeah. Can't remember him, but oh, ugh. no one uses that anymore. They should get rid of it as a font. You <laughs> know, funny though, the minute Nicholas Cage has been subtle at the minute. A perfect.
3: <laughs> Remember in old movies, yeah, when they just held a shot of a letter and you had to read it all. Yeah, but well,
0: here's the thing though. This look, okay, so that letter is like classic, like in proper like like ooh. It's like ooh, this is uh, this is classy. It's not typed up or written on Word, <laughs> not in Comic Sans. <laughs> you could never the island by Give
2: her a call.
1: I've already tried that,
3: but guess what? There's no phone service on Sunniton. I suppose they would argue in the original there wasn't the internet, so...
0: Yeah, but it just doesn't it make it, does it make it like a little bit stupid. It's like yeah. saying, this
3: island's mysterious. Like, oh, uh-huh. Google Maps. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so Google's
0: ruined the Nothing mystery. Nothing's
3: sacred now with the internet.
0: <laughs> Google has ruined any mystery for any following adventurers. See you can even get a fairy to it, so clearly <laughs> this is not like a nothing place. That
3: handwriting. It's beautiful!
0: <laughs> that is proper curves curvature right there. Mm. It's like something from an Agatha Agath. Agatha Christie novel. <laughs> yeah. Oh can't let even, I learned how to pronounce can't even speak it. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> so He's now having visions of trucks just following him everywhere. <laughs> trucks and children. So he's being traumatised by this killer truck and this girl, right? Now, what happens is that he gets his letter. In what seems to get his letter from what seems to be one of the officers, like this blonde haired officer, which we weren't sure was happening. It looked like we, I would have shipped it. I don't think it was a shipping thing. I don't think it's happening. But they sit down and say, like, oh, uh, Pete from the uh, Pete from office, says, we miss you, man. So We miss you. And drops all the letters. And we get this really well-handwritten letter.
3: Yeah, we- very excellent handwriting from, like, uh, you know, the 1920s or it, something. It got a wax seal and everything. Yeah. Like, I wish
0: I had that treatment. I wish I had one of those. Like, someone be my pen pal and send me one of those, right? So gets this letter, what seems to be from a girlfriend they hasn't seen maybe in like ten years, right and it's like uh, her name is Willow, and she's sending like and she sends a letter like oh i'm a I have to just say something like i i, I like I know it's been a long time, but I know you're the only one gonna help me na nah, nah. my daughter's gone missing n nah, 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 nah. that kind of thing oh maybe more more melodramatic than what I'm saying, <laughs> but um the letter just seems non-sequential. It's just like a device to get him on the island. Yeah, definitely cop bait. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like, because it's like, it's like, the letter doesn't even have a stamp on it. How'd, how'd it even get to me, <laughs> you know? It's like, suspicious much? There's a lot of clues throughout the whole movie, right, that are very obvious, but Nicolas Cage, being Nicolas Cage, doesn't seem to notice. Mm. And this is clearly one of them. Like, this is clearly a trap. Like, this is clearly like a suspicious trap, but no, okay?
3: But uh, he's always got that, like, I'm in charge here. I'm going to find out what's happened. And, I, you know, I'm going to sort it out. He's, he's very sort of arrogant in a way, isn't this,
0: he? Like, this is what I've noticed. Like, you're saying this, he's got a bit of a God complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. He, he, he feels like he, when, he, when he eventually gets to the island, which, basically, just to give you a heads up now, um, he finds... if You know, the original Wicker Man, right? It's very hard to get to Summer Isle, right? Mm. Because you have to you have to go from some place to some place to some place to get the coordinates to find wherever it is and you have to go by you have to go by boat, you have to go by airplane, you have to do all this thing, right? This movie has a similar thing, but in the original it was like in the nineteen seventies, so you didn't really have like a lot of knowledge to go past that way, right? Here he pretty much found out where the fucking island was through the internet. <laughs> Google Maps. <laughs> Google map that shit and said, you know what, it's here. Oh, that's where it is. He found out where Summer Isle was and all the information about Summer Isle really easily. And there's a ferry that pretty much nearly takes you there. Yeah. So you're like, this is not really that secluded if that is a thing. It's just, you know. So he, it's just stupid. <laughs> Basically, it's not that mysterious. Automatically, it's a big sort of problem with this movie. It's like, the mystery of the island... Is not as mysterious as
3: in the original because that's like the incredible intrigue, isn't it? It's like, yeah. oh god, this is really spooky. And, uh, you know, it's like you really sort of want to know how that's going to happen, and it seems quite simple, straightforward how he gets there. He, you know,
0: yeah, it seems like it's, it's not like he's trekked. It's yeah. not like he's really travelled. Mm. Like all he did was go on a ferry and bribe a pilot. Howdy there. Was it, was it, was it? Ahoy there. Yeah. <laughs> he goes up to a pilot and goes, ahoy there. And I love it because he's like, I love it because maybe that is maybe a Nicholas cage I'm going to mm-hmm. run with it. Because it, ahoy there. And then it comes and says, this is brilliant. He goes over and the pilot goes like, what the fuck are you talking about?
3: <laughs> no one talks yeah. like this. <laughs> and he's like, he's really, really grumpy until uh, Cage starts flashing the cash.
0: <laughs> Literally. Like he pulls out his wallet and say, like, Here's some money. <laughs> it's like, we don't know how much money is because I don't know American money properly. But he just like waves it about. Go, sure, get on my plane.
3: <laughs> it looked like about $20. <laughs>
0: it didn't look like a lot. The guy didn't really need that much to bribe with. Oh, man. Ahoy oh, there. Who's that? Uh, I don't know what you're
1: supposed to say.
0: I just go with hello. Right. Yeah. <laughs> why, why act <laughs> like You're a captain? Right and he's not a captain, he's a pilot. In fact, I
1: make deliveries around there. Deliveries, huh? Yeah, just about every day. That's what I'm doing now. What would I have to do to catch a ride with you? I do know. I don't care to lose my contract with these folks. They're very
3: particular.
1: All right, well, then just drop me down on the beach or whatever they have out there, and I'll walk into town.
3: Oh, so you yeah, can't get a ferry you know. directly to there. Well, you have to get a. You have to hitch a ride that. with him. With, uh, with, uh, with Mr. Ahoy.
0: <laughs>
1: because he's private. He's off limits. And we respect that. We're all private people around here. Yeah, but you're so warm and open, it really makes up for it.
0: Wow, the sarcasm.
1: <laughs> okay, look, how about you take all of us there? What do you mean all? Well, me, Mr. Grant here, his twin brother Ulysses.
0: Wow, that was easy. Now you're talking. <laughs> there you go.
3: Fling a bit of cash. <laughs> Making it <in> rain. <laughs>
0: it's only just a couple of bucks. <laughs> it's like, wow, a whole $10. <laughs> Some of these shots are actually quite nicely dramatic, aren't they?
3: Yeah. I mean there's nothing wrong with the way the movie looks. It's shot well. Yeah, I think it's I
0: think the thing is this is not gonna be one of those issues. It's not gonna be one of those movies going, oh I shot terribly. Yeah. I think we're gonna go, Oh, it's pretty. But um we'll just have to see how manic Nicholas Cage gets as the movie goes on.
3: But I mean it's it's shot like just Standard Hollywood kind of plain safe kind of. There's nothing yeah. exciting about the you know, cinematography. Yeah. It's just like it's it's professional. It's to an industry standard. Like it's basically <laughs> like it's like this is a movie. Yeah, it's shot like a movie.
0: <laughs> mm. So good. It's like some of the other crap we've seen recently. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing, right? Okay, so um, so the character's name Nicholas Page is playing is called Edward. Um, it's called Edward Malice, right? Mm. And the reason how they came up with malice is because it's male, and phallus. Yeah.
3: Okay. It's
0: put together, so it's malice. Yeah. So we say phallus, and then we're going to talk about that once we get to it. But there's a bit of a theme with this movie, and we'll get once we'll, we'll pinpoint it out more as it comes along. But let's just say phallus <laughs> There's a lot of things involving
3: gender with this movie. Yeah. Um, I he keeps saying his name all the time, it's freaking me out because it's my name. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's like, are you talking to me? Oh no, sorry, you're talking to him. No, I mean it's wait for a minute.
0: Do you know when like when they make up names for movies? Do you know one day they might one day they might get your name? And you'll be starring in a movie unintentionally. Now my name is a bit unique, so if they
3: have picked my name like at random, like oh god! <laughs> My name's fairly oh, wow. rare as well because it's it's like two first names Like Harvey and Edward can be oh, wow. both used as a first name, so yeah. it's kind of not that common.
0: But if but if, unless you're a hairdresser, <laughs> hairdressers got two first names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Edward. Is obviously a certain thing as yes, it were and not just yours. Um, just to say. Because it's funny because you're getting confused as you're watching, not confused, but while I see going like, oh it's me, it's like oh fuck, it's, it's not talking about me, yeah, talking about like, Nicolas Cage. Edward, me. Like,
3: what? Oh no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh
0: God, it's Nicolas Cage. Good, it's not me. You're not talking directly to me, right?
3: Nicholas Cage as well does not look like an Edward at all. I know. <laughs> like do you know when
0: certain people have like a name and this that suits you. Mm. That's a name that matches your face. Nicolas Cage is not an Edward, right? Mm. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the girl... The whole point is that the girl's gone missing. So this, the, so Willow is basically saying, my daughter's gone missing. And it's, I'm going to reveal it anyway because it's not really much of a development. But so halfway through the movie, it's kind of revealed that the girl, called Rowan Woodward, is actually Nicolas Cage's daughter.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what I do love, though, I love stories where... The hero is out the depth yeah. and clueless, like Big Trouble in Little China, right for example. I like that because I, th- I find it very entertaining and amusing. Because because right?
0: <laughs> because the story is them trying to figure it out. Yeah. But at least with at least with like Kurt Russell in that movie, he eventually sorted out, even though he didn't really do much. Nicholas Cage though is Nicholas fucking cage. He's gonna find not he's gonna find a way to solve it, he's gonna burn it. <laughs> Literally in this movie. Oh Nicholas Cage finally clicked! I'm trying to tell you why why I need you to help me. You telling me I'm no one's father. That took a while to collect, didn't it? It's not right. Okay. (laughs) Reject it. It's like a really bad Mori Povich episode. You are not the father. you got Woodward, and you got Edward. Mm. Edward Woodward played the original police officer yeah. in The Wicker Man. Mm. So that's their nod to The Original Wicker Man, apparently. Right. And, w- and the interesting thing, thing is, right, uh, Edward Woodward, the star of the original movie, has said was originally going to play a part in the remake, but declined. He nevertheless was, and this is surprising, surprisingly impressed with the quality of the script... <laughs> Nonetheless, the name of the young girl was changed from Morrison in the original to Woodward from the film. Yeah. Now personally I don't think the um the script is that good. Because there's a lot of exposition mm. in the bit. And this is one of the things, like there's a lot of things in this movie that feels like a lot of exposition just to explain what's happening. A little bit like a little bit like when we did Zardoz. Yeah. And everything was sort of like trying to explain the world a
3: bit. Yeah, it took too, it took too long doing that. Right? Yeah, it's like just like we just want to get to the creepy shit, mm. and there's not a lot
0: of it in there. Here's okay. Here's another interesting thing. A point, all right. Um, and this is something I didn't realize until recently. Okay, uh, literally just by looking at this at the exact minute in time, looking at a fact. Okay, a lot of the dialogue, perhaps as much as eighty percent or more, is word for word the same as the original *Wicked Man* movie i be it with a couple of different context changes. What? So this means eighty per- about 80% of the dialogue mm. is direct from the movie. But the problem is, it's out of context. Yeah. So do you remember the whole bit is like, do you know when near the end, when Nicolas Cage is getting like, spoilers, uh, gets like beaten up and put into the Wicker Man? Mm. He's talking about religion. There's no mention about religion in this movie primarily. yeah. He's not... Because Nicolas Cage has never been shown as being a really religious person. He's just a dude.
3: No, it's a, no, no that just seems lazy then, because it's almost like cut and paste the dialogue into yeah. the new script. You know? Yeah,
0: and half of that does feel a little bit like that, because it's loads of, like, long conversations that seem to be, like, explaining shit. But it feels like some of it's just to explain to the audience, and it's a bit different when, in the, when it was about religion and about learning about society in the 1970s kind of thing... Mm that feels more like, oh, yeah, I may not have understood about pagans, right? Yeah. Or wiccans. Here, everyone kind of knows about it. You don't have to give us all
3: the explanation. There's a lot of babble. and, and, you, yeah. and you get the impression as well that Caged character is an atheist because in, in, he doesn't believe in stuff like that. It doesn't, any, it doesn't, any doesn't of it. show yeah.
0: at all that he's a yeah. religious person in the slightest.
3: Mm. All right, So...
0: <laughs> oh, You've He'd be eyeballed by like the three ladies over there. That's not a suspicious looking bag at all.
1: Shark or something? I don't recognize this child. You, Violet? No, can't say I do. Just a Oh, come on! So, what are you telling me? This girl isn't from the island? Doesn't appear to be. Mother's name is
3: Willow. These women look like they're from a comedy sketch or something. They look like they're going to do go really ham it up at any second and go. Oh, I don't notice. I don't know who the girl (laughs) is.
0: Oh, do you? Oh, I do not know Margaret. Do you know Agatha? I do not know. (laughs)
1: Your
0: bag is dripping. Oh, yeah, bag's dripping. All right. Take a
2: peek.
0: You're way too happy to show that. (laughs) I would not want to put my hand in
2: that.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The comedy levels have reached peak. (laughs) So, um, So, when Nicolas Cage finally arrives on the island... And the f- the first encounter is with these weird ass free ladies.
3: Yeah. They're like doing like a really like camp three witches of Macbeth kind of impression. Yes.
0: <laughs> bubble bubble toil and trouble. Look in my bag, it's gooey. <laughs> 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 oh the bit with a bag in it. It's really stupid. Um
3: yeah, they just they just look like something from like like a horror section of like a sitcom or something like oh, it's a sketch show. Right? It
0: looks a bit like the yeah. it, for me personally, it looks like what the what, what the Monty Python guys would have done. Yeah, the Monty Python guy like, "Ooh, it's a little bit creepy over there." Oh, I say, Mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, good god!" Just it's just John Cleese and a whole bunch of people dressed in drag.
3: Yeah, it, it, this is the thing. This movie's, like entertaining because it's funny unintentionally.
0: Yeah, you know. This is what confuses me a bit. The director is clearly had a vision for this. Mm. But what's weird about it is that the changes, and this is what's going we're gonna we talk about in a minute, the changes and the themes that run for this movie don't entirely click. And so the director's forcing this theme down your throat, but in a manner that's so bizarre and directed so weirdly that it's just funny. Mm. <laughs> So you got the free women out of the bidding, and whatever it is, like saying, "Oh, that's not her real daughter." No, 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 no. Whatever it is. And so, first thing he do is goes into the inn. Yeah, run by Helga, which is not really Helga. I don't know. it
3: looks like a Helga. Looks like a flipping Helga, a big butch woman. Like, and he's like, can you give me a room or what? Like, like John Wayne or something. Can you give me a room or what? And, and, he's, and he's instantly put
0: down by all these women. Yeah. Like, it's a room full of women. He's instantly put down and like, is that some sort of city slang or what? Like, <laughs> this he like, what are you going to do? I can punch you in the face. You know, and all the women are giving him, like, literally the death glare, right? This is when, and then introduced to Willow, and we could tell it was Willow, because she looked like she actually spent time putting some makeup on her.
3: Yeah, it's just like in in that kind of uh, island, you'd expect everyone to look very, very natural and not kind of have any kind of sort of sort of high maintenance kind of aspect to them whatsoever. Mm. But she yeah. looks ve- really well maintained and like nice, yeah. p- nicely presented.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she stands out so much. You can tell, like, this is the girl. <laughs>
1: Just like a room and a meal. Can you swing it? Swing what? Is that some kind of city talk? <laughs> Managed. That's what he means. Can we manage to put him up? Well, yeah. since he didn't take the hint and leave, I suppose we'll have to. For one night at least.
3: <laughs> she looks too attractive to be there. I know. It's not like really glammed this up and stuff. It's like you're not from around here, are you? And this is well.
0: You can tell that's going to be like Willow, because she's like, everyone else looks a little bit haggard. Yeah. And she looks like perfect makeup this morning.
3: Really like manicured eyebrows and stuff. So it's, everything's like on. Spot I, uh, on. <laughs> perfect.
1: This is official police business, and I want to speak to each one of you at some point.
2: Lucas
1: this is Cage is it seriously. Because this is Washington. I'm aware of that. Then fine. No, Mrs. Beach. It is not fine. It is anything but fine when a person is lost, especially a child.
3: You're out of your depth, mate. You're, you're...
0: Every woman, every woman in this place has just given him like the biggest stink eye like, I've ever seen.
1: <gasps> now, why would you go and do a thing like that? Why would you crush a bee? Sorry, I'm allergic. They go
0: to an island full of bees. <laughs> I am being watched,
2: but we must try to speak later in private. There is a place out beyond the point. Meet me there in an
3: hour. The thing is, he's like he's try, hes going going in there trying to throw his weight around, but like he's out of his jurisdiction like massively. But yeah. even if he was like just in a different state. He would be out of jurisdiction, so he didn't. He wouldn't have any power like in a different state either.
0: He's just acting like a cocky son of a bitch. No, I mean tomorrow. What's happening here then? I told you. You
1: did. Can you leave?
2: Can you
0: take Nicholas Cage is sounding like he's having a heat stroke. (laughs) Like none of that made any sense.
3: Also, it's a bit of a Hollywood-type thing. Yeah. Like, this is maybe, like, an Amish-type community, like... And, yeah. and yet, she looks, like, really sort of, like, made up and...
0: Yeah. Because women need to look good other than Helga. But, um, yeah, it's strange, isn't it, like... You thought they? I don't know.
3: Maybe at least if they were gonna, I know because like you gotta be made up for camera and stuff. But you can make some up and like have them look very natural. Yeah. She does. She's like it got eyeliner on and all sorts. That's gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. You don't see that every day. A a line of five pregnant ladies walking through the forest, looking oddly suspicious. (laughs) Now the original movie. Was about belief in religion, right? The idea was that um, the the police officer goes on the island, and he's an extreme Christian, right? Mm. And the fact he's an extreme he's never married, he's never married. So, uh, to my knowledge, he's never married. So he was a virgin as well, like he was a virgin, older male, very heavily Catholic, very heavily Christian, right? To go into a world where uh, go into an island fully run by pagans. And their belief, and how strong their belief was. It's like, do you believe in your God now? Because I believe in my God, right? Mm. And that's a really interesting sort of theme that runs throughout, right? There's none of that here. There's nothing about religion at all. And what's really interesting and bizarre is that a lot of it refers to religion, but the movie isn't about religion. No. Okay? The movie is clearly about women. Mm. Women are bitches, huh? That was literally how it feels like, because the the society of the island are predominantly run by women. Yeah. It's like a gender swap of what the original movie was. That could have worked, but it's done ineptly. And Butte really actually wanted to push this thing, not because he thought it would be like a sign of, like, a, wi- a women be cray-cray, but...
3: But um, it... it, it. Comes out like an anti feminist type thing. It's weird because it's a movie that looks like it's trying to be feminist. Yeah. But it's actually really anti feminist? Yeah, because it's like saying, well, if you you want a place run by women, fine, this is what it would be like. (laughs) We'd be a coven. And
0: you're like, okay, fuck you on that front. And
2: David, will you tell us what man represents in his purest form?
0: Phallic symbol, phallic symbol. Phallic <laughs> symbol. <laughs>
1: How
3: dare you stand there and frighten my children. Nicholas Cage has got like, like a God 20 complex 20 in this. He kind of goes in and he's interrupting oh, wow. the class and he's like, I'm going to take over the class for a minute. He hasn't really got any right to do that Does kind of <laughs> None of them.
1: If she existed, we would know of her. Now, will you please go? For the last time, where is this girl? I'll speak to you,
0: Ooh! She put on a teacher voice.
2: <laughs> dead? You would say so,
1: yes. She's dead or she isn't. We never use that word here. No, that'd be too quixotic. Yeah.
2: You see, we believe that after the human life is over, the soul lives on. In the air, in the trees,
1: in the
0: animals, in the fire. She's also got this kind of Tell sassy teacher pose. Happened. Who knows the entire time, arms and hips going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she hasn't put them That's down yet.
1: How? Mr. <laughs> it was an
2: accident.
1: Leave things alone, please. Wait, oh wait, Miss Rose, Sister
3: Rose. <laughs> Still got that. On the I lips. know. She's like because it's this is like stuck in they, they're stuck in the past. These guys. Yeah. She's always like a what? scarlet O'Hara from Gone <laughs> with the Wind. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, she's got the hair for it, too.
0: i <laughs> surprised so she's got hands off her hips because <laughs> she can open the door. Hey, didn't I
1: just speak with
3: you, Miss Rose? I'm Sister Rose. No, you didn't. It's the same actor. That's confusing, isn't it? Oh. It's, they're meant to, like... Look alike and stuff. Like. Twins!
0: Mm. You no know, the thing is the whole thing's like we're twins. We saw two free twins in the class. Yeah. Rose is a twin. And that plat girl's a twin. Mm. Or they're doing that because they couldn't afford any extractors.
1: <laughs> we're doing a twin thing.
0: And so Willow comes in and explains to him, like, what's happening, like, my daughter's missing, my daughter's missing, I don't know what's happened to my daughter, uh, th- th- everyone on the island's covering it up. Da-da-da. So he goes for, like, a series of what looks like music video sets. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you've got, like, a, it's like uh, a ruins of like, kind of, like, a, sto- a stone kind of house or something, yeah. with, like, an altar in the middle. And then it moves on to, like, a, a white... Painted house, like all the white wood inside, but hardly anything in the house. Yeah. Like in, something from an 80s music video.
0: Yeah, and then you go into like this big ass mansion that looks <laughs> really classy. Like, it's like, I think LeBute was like watching MTV this entire time, like, we need one of these, we need one of these, we need one of these. So, the entire point of the movie, halfway through now, is literally just him exploring the island and yeah. exploring all this. And it's not really that interesting until about near the halfway point where we realise that what the island's about and where, instead of meeting um, Mr. Um, Mr. Uh, Summerisle, we get Mrs. Summerisle and a few other little interesting bits in between, like the whole bit in the school.
3: Yeah, it, it, this is a, a prime example of the God complex thing. It's yes. It in, interrupts the class, starts scrubbing off the blackboard, writing his own <laughs> shit on there, saying, hey, kids, listen to me. Don't fucking listen to the teacher. Don't like, listen to the teacher. Who is constantly on sass mode? Yeah.
0: Sister Rose is on sass mode, right? She was a teacher. And what's really funny is she doesn't, for nearly the majority of the movie, have her hands off her hips.
3: No. Like, permanently. It's like, how does she go through door? I don't... The bit where she
0: opened the door, is like, I didn't see a hand. <laughs> so she's constantly on, like super sass mode and she's explaining like we have a ritual we have a, we have the thing which is the which we have the sacrifice like once it once at the ember autumn and that the daughter is dead right mm. and it's like is the daughter really dead? We don't know. It's the whole thing just—the whole point is like the whole film's trying to spiel this yarn, and yeah. the yarn has basically all been contrived by these women, mm. which makes it again the whole anti-feminist thing, where it's like, oh, these women were smart enough to do this overarching plan for years. Apparently, this was planted seeds for years, but also it makes the women just seem like re- like a sewing circle of bitchy.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. It's like horrible. It's really bad portrayal. Of of women in power, you know. Yeah, (laughs) like like
0: like Mrs. Summerisle. Miss Summerisle just looks like a pretentious cow. Mm. Like she's just sitting there going, like you know, it's like and and the thing that sort of eventually gets explained a little bit is like why is there no barely any men on the island? And the man's like, the men are only here to breed.
3: They have their uses. Like
0: I love Nicholas Cage. Breeding or inbreeding? Whoa.
3: Yeah, his part of that conversation <laughs> is great. Like, it's just like we
0: what, inbreeding? Everything? <laughs> everything else just feels like a sassy comeback. Yeah. It's like she's trying to, like, really explain, like, her mythos, mm. her religion. She she talks about how this was a coven, how these were people from there who went to Salem, but when the people like the people who were into paganism and all that were persecuted, they went to the island, right? And But the thing is, a religion plays nothing about it. It's just a bunch of women just being... Women, like yeah. really overpowering women, but but not like in a good way. Women are just being like, women are definitely more dominant ones. So just being,
3: just yeah, pushing. It's not really a good portrayal at all. No, because they're like, they're, they're just putting this place. We're going to do it how we want, and this is. It, and you can see that this is bad when we when women are put in charge. <laughs> That's no, what that. it is. Yeah. It
0: doesn't make it look remotely like equal or whatever. and no. um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. <coughs> She's, uh... She's kind of done if she's been under there the entire time.
3: Great Uh, dive.
0: Awesome! (laughs) Nicolas Cage has secretly been a fantastic, like, spin (laughs) diver the entire time. (laughs) <laughs> it was all a dream. Ah!
1: God damn it! <laughs>
0: God damn! I had a dream within a dream. I hate those. <laughs> so he's fighting for all these bits, and as he's going along, he's still getting dreams and nightmares about uh, the girl, about Rowan, and a few things. And um, there's one bit where he's underwater and he's, tra- he's trying to go and find the girl. He's underneath the bridge. Oh, that was brilliant. So he, try- he does a spinning dive. Yeah. It's, a- it's like an Olympic dive. <laughs> <laughs> Splashes and dives in, goes under the water, grabs the girl, wakes up. They're like, oh, no, it's a wake-up looks down, she's carrying, he's carrying her in her he wakes up again. He wakes up again and, up again and, go, and literally goes, God damn it!
3: I was almost waiting for another one. You know,
0: like. <laughs> it's a dream within a dream. I would have loved be if he woke up again. And it's like, God damn it, stop doing this to me! <laughs> and this is what's great about this. This movie is bizarre, because Nicolas Cage's performance is probably the really, the real reason why this movie really stands out. Mm. Because if it wasn't Nicolas Cage in this movie, I think this movie would have just been passed as mediocre and no one would have cared.
3: Yeah, because this is what I love about Nicolas Cage, because it's like... He's such a, a big, char- charismatic character... Yeah. ..that even if it's a bad movie, you'll mm. end up watching it because he's in it and you enjoy it. Like, yeah. and if it was someone else you would hate it with a passion and not have anything to do with it, not watch it again or, you know, yeah. like, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, this would have been passing, but Nicolas Cage is the thing that saves this movie. Yeah. But it's it's, all, it's also the reason why this movie's garbage. Yeah. Because he overacts the shit out of everything, all mm. right? One of the biggest criticisms is that he is a humongous overactor, and the direction's terrible, right? Yeah. And that the movie's become unintentionally funny because of it. Uh, Nicolas Cage objected to this criticism, saying that he and Neil Butte knowingly made the picture as an absurdist black comedy and that it should, should be seen and judged as such. Well... That's like... I go, yeah,
3: I meant to do that. I meant to make this this crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. In it's breaks, a really poor recovery, though, isn't it? With... I was supposed
0: to be an absurdist black comedy. Bollocks. It wasn't absurdist. It wasn't even a black comedy. You're just you taking it seriously, and you just added crap to it. So, one of the things they find out once, it, once it's sort of there, like, Nicolas Cage finds out there is a coffin somewhere with the, uh, with the girl, right? Mm. So, starts so burying it, starts so digging it, and finds a doll... Yeah. A dollar got burnt. <laughs> and it turns out that there's a ritual where a girl gets sacrificed. Mm. A girl gets sacrificed. And that girl who gets sacrificed pledges as a new harvest or something. We're yeah. not sure if it's a sacrifice or something, whatever it is, it's a harvest. Mm. All right? Um, and turns out Rowan might have been that sacrifice, uh, but the, the the crops did terribly. The crops are cursed, as they <laughs> called it.
3: You know when he's looking around and like for these extra bit, it reminded me of like a computer game, like an RPG. Because I play like a lot of fantasy kind of. Some, some, well, some fantasy-type games, yeah. and, like, you, you know, you're on a quest to a, a location, and you have to uh, dig up this grave here, get this object, and then you, you, find you have to go to another location and open an altar. Oh, my God. It takes you to, like, a dungeon-type place. It is like a fantasy like, RPG. Oh,
0: my God, it's Broken Sword. <laughs> yeah. This is totally like a point-and-click adventure game of Broken Sword. Yeah. It's got
3: the same logic. It just feels like that. Like, yeah, like a point and click or like a role playing game or something like that. It's got that feel.
0: But it's weirder, it's got that feeling. But it's got Nicolas Cage in it.
3: Yeah. In a
0: modern time. Just imagine like a broken sword adventure game with Nicolas Cage as the lead instead. (laughs) just pointing (laughs) so he finds like this doll he finds like this photo yeah he picks it up now I can't think of it any other way like a broken sword because this is why it's kind of difficult to really go through the plot entirely because a lot of it is just him going finding clues that we kind of already know about like it's not really that much of a reveal when he finds it But he finds, like, here's a picture. He breaks into, like, the doctor's office. Here's a picture. Oh, here's a thing. Here's a negative. Here's a jar of a baby fetus.
3: Yeah. I suppose it's difficult to do... It's difficult to do a remake when you... When the the original's so infamous and people know the ending. So it's kind of like, how do I creatively get to that end result. And the thing is, you can't change the ending.
0: Yeah. Because the ending is the most famous part of the movie. Mm. Right? It's like if I decided to do a remake of The Sixth Sense but don't do the twist. It'd be like, Mm. people would be annoyed. Like, what? No. Why bother make The Sixth Sense anyway? Mm. So here, you cannot suddenly go, Nicolas Cage survives being birds in a wicker, man.
3: Yes! Yeah. (laughs)
2: Bees!
3: You go the wrong way. You're going towards the bees! Get locked and loaded. Just in case, you know, because there might be a swarm of killer bees about. (laughs) <laughs> and a handgun is a perfect weapon for bees <laughs> I can shoot one at a time
0: Funny thing is Nicolas Cage His logic, I would not be surprised if he did this because I shoot them all? <laughs> he runs because he's a bee Mm. because he's allergic to bees. Now, this is stupid. (laughs) Why would you go on an island full of bees? And he knew
3: about the bee thing,
0: didn't he? Yeah, he knew about the bee thing because he purposely brought, like, his pen when he gets allergic to bees. But why even go on an island where everything's about bees if you're heavily allergic to bees? Uh, Anyway, so at one point he gets chased by a bee. But he's chased by a bee but goes the
3: wrong direction. And runs through all the beehives. He could just go the opposite way. He came in. Now I'll just go, I'll run through all the beehives. He tumbles and clearly then
0: couldn't get the pen on time and passes out. He wakes up with a nurse in the doctor's office and feels like, we cured you the old way. I'm trying to trust
1: you here, but every time I turn my
0: head, there's something that doesn't make any sense. This whole movie doesn't make any sense.
1: I was happy to leave here when I did. Even though I came back, I wish I hadn't. I wish that I stayed and made a life with you. Been with you all these years, but I didn't. I came back here and had our child, and now she... Okay. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll keep
3: looking. Uh, oh, come don't, on, you, ca- don't you... Don't feel... Like the chemistry between those two is like you don't you, you don't feel like they were together or anything like that. But
0: then basically. do you feel like anyone would have chemistry with Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Nicolas Cage is his own animal. Like he is a man. City in a of ke- Angels, McRyan. No, but uh, no, that movie in itself, there's no chemistry there. That was like lack of. <laughs> those were literally two people from two different planets. <laughs>
2: This
3: <laughs> is like the worst thing when they're in that movie when they're having sex and Meg Ryan says, "Look, our bodies—they fit together."
2: Who says
3: that?
0: <laughs> like,
3: it's like, it's like can we
0: fit like a key? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you know, perfect slot. Oh, good grief! <laughs> oh no, logs! <laughs> oh dear. This hers.
1: Kill me! <laughs> How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get, get, get No! I don't know either! That's our place. No, Willow, I mean it. Maybe if we... Why are Uh oh. Why are you looking at me like that? Something bad is about to happen.
0: I think Nicolas Cage has finally snapped,
1: house, and now You'll we're
0: going to get back. Nicolas Cage on Eleven. Go I can't now. wait!
3: <laughs> it's always the key when uh, you hear him say the same line with different intensities. So, how to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned?
0: <laughs> Love it. Summers aisle. Oh, good grief! All right, so. So he finally finds all this stuff. He finds all the clues, basically, and finally confronts Willow and saying, you're lying to me. Something is up. You could not be hiding this for too long. And then it's, this, is, and this is like the halfway point of the movie, right? So he's gone and seen everyone. He's gone to every NPC, basically, <laughs> of this island and got all the clues, just like Monkey Island and Broken Sword, finally goes and confronts Willow and says, like, I found the doll. I found this doll that was burnt in a coffin. how did it get burnt? <laughs> How to get burned? How to get burned! How to get burned!
3: <laughs> I don't know! We'll stop shouting! The thing is the more we talk about it, it does it's like a computer game, because in order to find out what's going on, you have to go and talk to everyone, don't you? And like... He talks to
0: everyone on the island! At one point, I love this, at one point where he's trying to find Rowan, he goes to every single house, breaking the door down, and pulling and pulling like Masks off of girls. Just be like, are you rowing? Are you rowing? Are you rowing? Kicking door down, drop kicking people. It's fucking
3: ridiculous. Ridiculous, and it's a, a massive abuse of the police badge as well. He thinks he can do anything, like the god complex yeah. thing we've mentioned. He just thinks he can break into houses and, in you know, do anything he wants.
0: Yeah, and one thing is that Helga actually says very neatly, so like saying, "Oh, you're a cop," you say like, you can't just pull your weight around here. It's like, yeah, I'm a cop though. So that means I've been invited. I've been invited here on an investigation, and and Helga's like. That's from California. We're in Washington. We're already in the wrong state. So you're literally nothing. You just happen to be a cop. So, and it, and he's still pulling his weight around. Like the bit where he's finally got all the clues. He's finally sussed something out and realizes something really bad about to happen. He goes and he's running, and then he finds Rose on a bicycle mm. and hijacks the bicycle <laughs> using a gun. Yeah. <laughs> It's give me the bike. <laughs> but but give me the bike now. It's like that's a bit excessive. <laughs> okay, so by all this, he's found all the clues, everything else, he's gone now. He now knows that there's a festival happening. So clearly there's some kind of rebirth festival. But the thing is, the rebirth festival, and this was purposely said, is in the end of autumn. Mm. So this is supposed to be death and rebirth, rebirth kind of thing. So it's just a death festival, whatever it is, something's happening, right? So this has already given us a clue that something's a bit fishy. So Nicolas Cage goes back, and he has seen shit now. And he is hard-boiled, and he's ready to crack.
3: The Cage dial is turned up quite a few it, notches. This is where it goes
0: up to 11. And this is the thing. All the stuff we know from the internet and all the memes come from this point onwards. Yeah. Because everything else beforehand doesn't really click off. It's just some really ropey dialogue. This, this Nicolas Cage is actually really subtle. Other than, like, yeah, a few weird bits. Yeah, he's
3: quite monotone in, in his performance up to that point. Yeah, other than, like, the weird dreams...
0: Other, other than, like, the weird dream stuff, the rest mm. of the movie's just kind of all right. It's, like, a bit meh. There's nothing interesting. Then, how to get burnt? He's dialed to 11, and you're now on full Nicholas Cage mode. <laughs> so he goes it goes back to the lodge and literally goes... Because he, he's trying to find everything. He, oh, he finds out that his plane, that he's been on there the entire time, has now been burnt to the ground, and it's, like, been, like, destroyed, thrown into the lake on the ocean or something, and the pilot is dead by having eyes and mouth crossed out. Yeah. But that's the thing. is, There have never been signs of any of that kind of weird shit in the movie, so why the fuck do you... Anyway.
3: Uh... And doesn't, like, the the Hel- Helga woman... Yeah. Doesn't she talk... She talks to one of the other women at one stage, and she says... Didn't she say something like, uh, did you get that pilot sorted out? And she's like, yeah, done that for you. I a weird conversation, then so Nicholas it. Cage comes in, and he's like... Oh, I'll, and she just goes... I'll see you later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you can see, like, it's almost like Helga's going, how long have you been there? It's like, uh, or as long as you need. I love it. Because Nicholas Cage is now hard-boiled, and literally all, she- she's, like, being cocky, going, oh, you can't leave now, can you? Oh, I've heard about your stories going in, breaking in houses and stuff, blah, 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 blah. And Nicholas Cage, rightfully so, but also wrongfully so, just punches her in the face.
3: <laughs> full-on punch, like, full-on right hook. Oh yes.
1: Just as you instruct. Now I'll be off. Well well.
0: Good timing.
1: You look a bit worse for wear now, don't you?
0: Uh Uh-oh. Nicholas Cage is on rage mode. (laughs) You can see it in his face. <laughs> you just knocked the bitch out. Well done. <laughs> he just he just got rugby tackled. <laughs> so now the festival's happening. Oh <laughs> Proper judo, froda. <laughs> 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 Just drop kicks of fruit. Oh, it's amazing.
3: Probably like like karate kick. This is where it starts
0: getting stupid. So, Nicolas Cage is and now... He has- oh, God. And
3: he has a fight with that, that young. girl. Oh, my God, he does! Before he does this bit, yeah. He
0: fights with this other girl. Do you want to describe the fight for me? Because I can't remember much of it, but it's so I stupid. I just read,
3: yeah, the girl that was in Eyes Wide shut her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's a thing. You'll hear that in the commentary. But, like, yeah, he has a, a bit of a rustle of Hurt her and ends up doing a proper karate kick. And she gets flies across the room into the wall. It's
0: brilliant! You're thinking, "Oh my god, Nicolas Cage actually got Nicolas Cage powers." Yeah. Just drop kicks this girl across the room into a wall full of like frames. Yeah. And so, while so these two have finally been like, the, the, so these two women are knocked the fuck out, and so Nicolas Cage now has a plan with Willow to try and figure out where their daughter is. Right, so he dresses up in a bear suit. Because everyone else is dressed as animals, right? So there's bears, there's uh, Miss Rose, is like a sister Rose, is like a it's like a, it's like, a, it's like a crow, and someone's like a peacock, and someone's like a fish, and some weird shit, right? Because everyone dresses animals, and they're all going into the field with all this pagan dancing and everything. Now the original one, in, the original Wicker Man, had people like dancing, and they're naked, and they're like, "Whoa, fertility, the power, sense, sexuality, sensuality. Mm. We are one with the earth." This is just a bunch of women.
3: Halloween, like a shit Halloween. Isn't it's like, it, like a
0: bunch of women in shit Halloween costumes playing around with capes. Mm. It doesn't feel remotely like it. with 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 madam with madam Summerisle looking like the worst braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Nicholas Cage invades, dresses a bear, finds Rowan tied to a stake, and literally while while Summerisle is. Talking about fertility and how the crows and and the crops and blah blah blah. Nicolas Cage does what I think is the funniest thing in the whole movie: in a bear suit, walks up to a woman,
3: punches
0: her in the face.
3: Yeah, I think he doesn't even walk; he like runs up, up struts, and it's like, yeah, okay, you've got the you've got the camouflage on, so you're blending in a little bit. But at that point, when you're running towards. <laughs> Where Rowan is. You're not <laughs> blending in anymore. You're like, yeah. okay, this person's out of control.
0: <laughs> it just runs up and it's like, what are you doing here?
3: Punch! Not
0: grabs Rowan and runs in towards the forest, right? When the Rowan is now guiding her guiding Nicholas Cage yeah. over to the main Sort of to this area, and everyone's happy to see Rowan. Everyone's great, and now Nicholas Cage is confused, and so are we to a point. Because mm. then, when they explain it, they what I love about it, they explain like a really bad like Scooby Doo villain. Yeah, because they go like, "You've got it. it's like here's my master plan," and so they say like this entire thing wasn't about the the. The Festival of Life or Death or Fertility. This is about the Wicker Man Festival, which has only been mentioned now. Yeah. There's been no mention of a Wicker Man or anything like that beforehand. Or if there was, it is undercut. Mm. Right? And so, he, so basically, he said, like, the only way to do the we Man is we need, a, we need a man of pure... We need a man of pure blood. And so they somehow, when... What Willow and Nicolas Cage got together and made uh, made Rowan. They needed they say in order because Rowan's sacrifice or dance or ritual or whatever didn't do the crops well. So in order to do this, they planned this really stupid, over elaborate plot that lasted for a, that took nearly a whole year or more. Yeah, or more must have been years to get Nicolas Cage on the island so he could be sacrificed. Because he is the only male of pure blood related to Rowan that they can sacrifice in a giant wicker man.
3: Yeah, we think about it. The plan must have been plotted because how old's Rowan? She's like ten. Yeah, so ten. Because before she, he, she uh, was sent out to him. You know, to get pregnant. Yeah. In order, to, in order to, you know, like it was kind of like that kind of thing. Like, it's like a
0: backup plan if that was the case. The thing is, if maybe Willow was sort of there, was living her normal life, didn't want to go back into it. But then perhaps when this happened, it's like, oh, Rowan is going to become a thing anyway. Oh, she was always
3: part of it. But it's, it's all it almost seems like it was always the plan for her to like for her to bag a dude. Yeah,
0: come back with her child with his child, so
3: he would come over. So he could come over. In,
0: he would come over and to be and be the sacrifice in case the do- in case the. Do- daughter did not do well. Yeah. That sounds preposterous. Mm. I like... We wrote the letter. We all wrote the letter, did you? (laughs) Whose handwriting was it? (laughs) We wrote the letter. We planned it. Turns out one of the coppers, you know, blonde copper, she is a twin of one of the the women on the island. (laughs) Okay? And so... And then also, there's the other woman in the car was also another twin of the one on the island whose daughter is also another twin from the island. So, in other words, they purposely somehow the guy... So, the truck must have been a thing? So, somehow, they had to get Nicolas Cage traumatised yeah. somehow with an exploding fucking car involving a shit ton of twins... And lure him into onto his island, must have taken them about a year or two years or three years or something. This got really convoluted quickly just to get to a Wicker Man ceremony that was never explained. He got punked. Badly. All the people imagine if something Ash and Kutcher comes out of the corner and goes, Yeah! Well done, you thought your daughter was dead.
3: It's like it's like the whole setup. Like even going back further, like the whole Jeremy Beadle kind of setup. Yeah, and then it's like, but the punchline is flat. Yes, it's like the setups there, like really elaborate, like a joke, like really practical, like practical, like and doing all this kind of stuff, and then he gets there, and it's like, no, nah, it's not funny, is it? <laughs> and that's the thing, it's
0: like not even that it's not funny. It's like if it's uh, if it's supposed to be a movie suspense, mm. we knew all the clues that's coming up, and we know the ending because it's the Wicker Man. So there's no suspense in this movie, like, at all. No. And there's no theme to it. So that's also a dead punchline. And then all the stuff that made her laugh is their attempts, by the sound of things, to be serious, but Nicolas Cage saying it's a black comedy, which
3: is fucking stupid. Yeah, I still don't believe that. I think that's just a way to try and recover. <laughs>
0: Nicholas Cage, in a bear outfit, just punched a bitch out! (laughs) Oh! Uh Uh-oh... Yeah, drop kick him. Come on. No d- not not enough He's still wearing the bare feet. <laughs> This dagger, his leg. Oh, I don't it. I'm not
1: one of you! I don't believe in your God! I don't believe in sacrifice! Ah. Oh. Stop
0: moving! Uh oh. Oh no. What is that?
1: What is that? What is it? Oh no, not
0: the beast! Not the (laughs) beast! Oh my eyes! My eyes! Ah. You can see the CGI as well. Oh, I love it. That looks so fake! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I totally forgot. That looks so fake. No wonder they got rid of it in the theatrical cut.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes! Perfect way for a movie to end. Nicolas Cage roaring in pain. The entire town gets him, breaks his legs, breaks his legs in a really nasty way. Like, yeah. proper cracks his legs. it's nasty. And then, this is the thing, this is something we to make a note. We saw the director's cut which has an extra four minutes of footage. Only four minutes, which disappointed me a bit. But here's the thing. The movie was supposed to be rated R. So it's supposed mm. to be a proper R rating. But the director purposely wanted uh, a broader range. Mm. Right? So he trimmed out a lot of the violence and the gore and everything else that was originally supposed to be in the movie so he can make it a PG-13 Oh, God. But one of the things he cut, he kept, he cut out of the theatrical cut, but kept in this cut. And what's interesting is this is the thing that everyone remembers Mm. is the bees.
3: Yeah. Well, that happens sometimes. It's like everyone remembers the spider walk from Exorcist. Yeah. But that's only in the director's cut.
0: Yeah. And this is clearly this Mm. version of it. This is the funniest meme in the whole movie. Yeah. Which basically, Nicolas Cage has his legs broken, and since we now know Nicolas Cage is allergic to bees, he gets he gets a helmet full of bees, and they are the worst looking bees. CGI bees. Yeah, because clearly, what happened on set was clearly just like Nicolas Cage had the had <laughs> Nicolas Cage in a cage.
3: cage within a cage, like a dream within a dream. It's cage within a cage. Oh, my God, it's,
0: it's inside Nicolas Cage is another Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage is riding a mech suit of himself.
3: Yeah. Like one of those Venetian dolls like that <laughs> you take, you open it up, there's another doll inside.
0: There's a whole bunch of Nicolas... Oh, my God, that'd be too much Nicolas Cage. Getting smaller and smaller and more agitated every time you open him.
3: <laughs> the little tiny one of them all
0: The whole bit was that on set, clearly, Nicolas Cage was just had the cage on his head and just reacted like they were bees, like, so fake acting. So I can do that right now. Oh, no, not the bees! Ah, oh, my eyes! Oh, my eyes! The goggles do nothing! You know, he's not wearing goggles, but he it looks like that quote from The Simpsons. Yeah. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. Pretty much just him acting bollocks, right? And he added CGI bees in it afterwards that looked so fake. Yeah. That no wonder they removed it from the actual cut. It would have been laughed out of the shop.
3: They look like they've been like drawn on in like Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah, they look like they, they look they look, they look like gifs. Yeah, they
0: look like gifs, and it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> so he's been stung by bees, has his legs broken, and he's now dragged into the wicker man. And what I love about it is that Willow has sort of got this weird sort of thing where she's disappointed, but then you, but then. But then, but then, then Summerisle gives Rowan the torch. Yeah, and she looks really happy that she's about to burn. Like, yay! Yeah, I'm gonna burn my daddy. <laughs> Fucking weird. And
3: literally, you know, have you noticed as well? Like, all the shots on like Willow. Yeah, uh, she kind of, she's kind of been directed to kind of say, think that give the express, give the vibe of like. Well, this is what you. This is what's got to happen, but you're not quite sure if you're happy about it. But it just makes her look like she's constipated. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like got half a smile, and she's kind of like going mm, like that she, now. She, looked,
0: she looks constantly like perplexed.
3: Yeah. Like she
0: looks like she's confused the entire time. It's like you're supposed to feel like unsure of yourself, but no, I look constipated and confused. <laughs> Love it. And the movie then literally ends. Which is how it should be, anyway. But the movie literally ends with the Wicker Man burning to the ground and everyone sort of dancing and rejoicing in bird outfits and bee outfits. There's one really rubbish, like, girl dressed in a bee outfit and looks, like, really cheap one you find in a Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> like Like, like like, a Halloween sort of, like, shopping. Like, hey, I'm a bee. I'm a bee this year. It's fucking terrible. Like, so, any final thoughts on your end about the Wicker Man remake?
3: Uh, no, not really. I, I think you've summed it up. It's like, I enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't enjoy it if it didn't have Nick Cage in it. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a fan of his. So, like, no matter how bad the movie is, sometimes I'll just watch it for Cage. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it had so many problems, but I'll just... I'd probably watch it again, just the be entertainment. And I
0: think it's—I this is a testament to Nicolas Cage's ability and his bizarre fandom. Yeah. Because I love Nicolas Cage, mm. and you love Nicolas Cage. So we can tolerate movies like this with Nicolas Cage in them. If you hated Nicolas Cage, it just does nothing for you. In fact, you'd argue this would be like, you see, he's a shit actor. Have you seen him in this? Yeah. Well, we're sitting there going, this is technically genius. This is the most balmy We've seen him in a while. He's drop-kicking women. He shouts, he, he, he's shaking dolls around. He is, oh, it's fantastic. It's balmy as. And if you are a Nicolas Cage fan, I would highly recommend this one.
3: Right? Definitely, yeah. If
0: you do not like Nicolas Cage, avoid this like the plague, because this is 100% Cage. Mm. And if you avoid Nicolas Cage and remove Nicolas Cage, there's nothing here to enjoy. I yeah. wouldn't say there's nothing to enjoy, because, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a bit boring without Nicolas Cage. He made it fun.
3: And you have to go... When you watch it, you have to go in not expecting it to be like the original
0: film. At all. And But oddly enough, like, it seems to be a lot like the original movie, but nothing like the original yeah. movie. So you are in this bizarre... Like, bizarre world. Like, mm. this was the movie you were supposed to have. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. This one was fun one. This one was a mm, fun one. Definitely. So, yeah. We'll start wrapping up for this time round. Now, since it's now the summertime... Because now the summertime, we're getting warm, we're getting hot. Next time around, I'm going to throw something a little bit more cooler in the sort in the, of works and something maybe involving maybe a trip to the beach or two. So, with that to say, we'll end off the podcast saying, keep an eye on your trash. There might be some treasure in there. See you
3: guys later. See you guys. Woo!
0: has been an enigmatic production It's hosted by Yoach Paul and music by Edward Harvey if you like what you hear subscribe to the podcast we are on Google Play iTunes, Stitcher Radio and Buzzsprout share it, like it, write a review for more information on our other projects check out our website www.enigmaticproductions.co.uk Thank you for listening to this podcast episode and hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it around with movie lovers, you know, maybe add a star rating or write a good review. All of this helps with the algorithm and provides us with more opportunities to reach the ears to a whole new bunch of bad film fanatics. Want to find out more about us? Then head over to our socials where we provide sneak peeks and up-to-date news on everything nostalgic and trashy. You can find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages in the description. So please, follow us. See you next time, cinephiles.